Hello and welcome to One Hit Podcast, MMA Corner, Episode 1. In this episode, we're going to speak about UFC 257, Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. We're going to look back to 2014 when Conor first fought Dustin Poirier in UFC 178 and break down the fight that's going to happen on the 23rd of January in Abu Dhabi, Fight Island. I'm going to have a number of guests joining me for this episode to break down the fight also and give their opinion. We have UFC legend and Conor McGregor training partner, Artem the Russian Hammer Lobov. He's going to break down what he thinks. He knows Conor better than anyone being a training partner with Conor over the last 10 years, and especially through all Conor's UFC fights. Along with Artem, give us breakdown. We have a few previous One Hit Podcast episode guests. They're going to give their breakdown, along with the notorious fan Marcus Deegan from Las Vegas. This will be the first time in the UFC we'll see Conor fighting with limited fans in the audience. Conor is known for the thousands upon thousands of fans that travel from all over the world to witness him fight live. With not having his fans there be a difference for Dustin Poirier, we know back in the last fight, Dustin was beaten by the fans during the weigh-in and press conferences. The loud noises, the shouting abuse that the Irish fans was given kept Conor capitalised in the first round knockout. Will this make a difference? No fans in the arena. Will this be an advantage for Dustin Poirier? Over the last few months, we've witnessed a lot of sports having no fans there, and we're seeing results that have been strange and different and not normal for us to see. Will this be the same case? Will Conor be able to capitalise and change his mindset and focus on the arena being empty and work on his game? Watching Conor over the years, the fans have been a huge advantage for him, but I do believe that it doesn't matter. Fans or no fans there, Conor be able to perform at the highest level and have the mindset of a martial artist to overcome whatever comes in front of him. Dustin will be aggressive from the out. He has a lot of good wins over the last couple of years since Conor beat him. Conor hasn't been as active as Dustin, but as a lot of boxers and MMA fighters in the past have said, whoever wins the first fight will win the second fight even quicker. Do I see a first round KO again? Maybe not. Dustin will be a bit more smarter than that. But I believe this will go in a few rounds, maybe two or three rounds, and Conor will capitalise. In the first fight, when the referee said go, Conor ran out to Dustin Poirier and did a lead leg hook kick. I've been watching a few videos of Conor over the last couple of weeks, and he's been practising that kick. Will we see it again? A lot of martial arts believe if that kick hadn't landed in the first 10 seconds, it would have been lights out for Dustin Poirier. Will Conor try and utilise that front leg hook kick again or will he change the game plan we've seen in the last fight against Cowboy Cerrone he started using his shoulders a lot of kicks to get his advantage to get the early knockout I do believe this will be a smart fight it'll be a distant fight a lot of kicks a lot of moving back and forth a lot of punching we all know Conor has a lot of knockouts from his left hand but we haven't seen a, a proper kick knockout. Connor puts up a lot of videos and pictures of him kicking. He loves his kicking. He loves to do some kicks. Will this be the chance, an opportunity for a KO by a kick by Conor McGregor in the second round? As I said at the start of this episode, we're going to have a few guests to give their predictions of the fight. Up first, we have the Russian hammer, Artem Lobov. Conor McGregor's training partner. Who better to give a breakdown of this fight? This is a fella that's been with Conor for 10 years training with him. He's been talking to him each day and knows exactly 
what's going on in the background. So as a very special guest, Artem Lobov, what is your breakdown? Hey guys, just going to give you my thoughts on uh, Connor versus Poirier number two. I feel that it's going to go exactly the same way as the first time. Reason being is that uh, Poirier was already a beast back then. You know, he was number five featherweight in the world. He was knocking guys out left, right, and center. Had he beat Conor back then, he would have been fighting for the belt. So uh, he fought Conor, and it went the way it went, and he went back to doing what he was doing before then. You know, he's destroying guys just at a different weight class. But, uh, you know, I, I was not surprised at all by, by how his uh, career developed. He's a great fighter. He's a tough guy, uh, 100%, very, very tough guy, no question about that. But I just think that uh, Connor has uh, all the answers for him and uh, Poirier has none for Connor. So I don't see it going any other way than the way it went the first time. Thank you very much, Artem, for that breakdown. As Artem was saying, Dustin's really beaten by the fans all week, shouting and cheering at him. This will always be the back of the head of Dustin of the week of the fight and on fight night. Will this be an advantage to Connor once again? I know it's going to be very limited fans in the audience, but Dustin Poirier will remember what happened back in 2014. It's very hard to overcome a loss and refighting the same person who beat you, especially by KO in the very first round. So Artem thinks the fight will go the exact same way by Connor getting his hand raised. Our next guest for prediction is Marcus Deegan from the What Happens Here podcast based in Las Vegas. Marcus is a well-known figure of Conor McGregor. When there's a Conor McGregor fight in town, Marcus isn't far behind. Marcus is a notorious fan of Conor McGregor. Unfortunately, Marcus will not be at this fight because there's no fans allowed, but I'm sure he'll have his own podcast breaking down the fight. Marcus, thank you for coming on once again. Can you give us a breakdown and prediction of what you think will happen in this great fight? What's going on, guys? Marcus Deegan from the What Happens Here podcast. Dropping my thoughts for the Conor McGregor-Dustin Poirier rematch fight. UFC 257 coming up on January 23rd. I'm really excited and looking forward to it. Here's how I think it's going to go. The last time that they fought, six years ago, it took Conor McGregor 90 seconds to put Dustin out of there. Really, really easily. Uh, The punch that did it was a click behind the ear, and then, of course, it was finished with the ground and pounds. I think that doesn't leave you psychologically. When you've already been dropped and knocked out so easily, that's a psychological disadvantage. Dustin's also known for taking a little while to get started, for around a minute and a minute and a half for him to get going, to get warmed up, to feel out his opponent. I don't really think that's a good thing when you're facing someone like Conor McGregor, who is known for his quick starts straight out of the gate. Boom, like a lightning bolt. So, unfortunately, for Dustin, I think it's going to go the same way as the first fight did. I'm a huge Dustin Poirier fan and, of course, Conor McGregor fan. Uh, I wish both guys the best of luck, and I'm really, really excited for this fight. Thanks for the opportunity for me to leave my thoughts uh, for Capital Fegan and the One Hit Podcast. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much, Marcus, for that breakdown. As Marcus was saying, the first fight was a knockout in the first 90 seconds. This will always be in Dustin Poirier's head. Will this be a big hinder for Dustin and his performance in the night? Time will tell next weekend in Abu Dhabi Fight Island. Up next we have the one and only Bert Watson. Bert was the manager of Joe Fraser, worked with Muhammad Ali, worked with Mike Tyson and worked with Conor McGregor at the time he was with the UFC. If you don't know who Bert Watson is, have a Google and you'd be shocked and surprised of all the athletes he's worked with. We chatted to Bert about his time in the UFC when he worked with Conor McGregor and the experience of working with Conor. 
They also chatted about Connor's time off. Will this be a hindrance for Connor's performance or will we be able to capitalise on it? I remember reading a quote before from Conor McGregor. He said that Burt Watson was the guy that held the UFC together. So he had a lot of good words always for you. And I know you worked with Conor not too many times compared to what you would have worked with him. Did you see anything from Conor, like his persona, him being there? Did you feel anything? Because you worked with a lot of great fighters. Was he up there with the sort of personality that you've seen? Well, I, I could always, you know, it wasn't hard to tell the guys that were there. You know, sometimes when the lights go on, some people's lights go out, baby. And you can tell the guys that when them lights go on, them lights got bright, that their lights were going to get a little dim. It's okay to get dim, but they can't go out. Mm-hmm. You know, Conor McGregor, even as a even as a rookie, for me a rookie, because anybody that came to me was a rookie. Regardless of how much time you had before coming to me, when you came to me, you were a rookie. And even coming coming in as a rookie, he had the same sass. He had that same strut. He had that same confidence. Uh, but the camera wasn't on him then. Yes. Because he was a rookie. But he had it. And I saw it. And a couple of times we would sit in the dress room and we'd talk. And, and you know, I could see it. I could see it in his eyes. You know, I could see it in his in his body, but then I could also see it in the people he had around him. You know, Kavanaugh, the, it, it, just the guys that were around him, because that's also an important part of the process. Yeah. And that's also a part of the process that I pay attention to, because you got a fighter and three people that I got to deal with a fighter and every one of them individually. Or a fighter and four people, I got to deal with them and everyone individually. So I got to notice. And I could always see, sometimes you had a fighter that you could see the people around him or behind him. You could see, you know what? That's That marriage is not going to last. You can yes. see that. Yes, yes. You didn't express it, but you can see it. But Conor McGregor from Jump Street, I can see. I, I, I'll... I'll I remember, uh, was it MGM? Uh, I remember one of his first fights. He was in the dressing room. And it, I was lucky enough because he was new. He wasn't in the dressing room by himself, but he had someone else in the dressing room with him. And I remember going into the dressing room, and he was so focused on what he was doing. Sometimes they take that spot. They know they got other people in their room and they respect that. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but for me, it's, a, it's, 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 it's huge. Pivotal. Yeah. Yes. That I can see that in a fighter and I can see it happening. I know then, you know what? I'm going to be able to turn my back on this. one. Yes. There are guys that I couldn't turn my back on. <laughs> okay. But I could see he was, and I could also see, Everything that you see now, I can see it happening then because I could see the personality and I could see that that, that egg was not going to crack, baby. And, and I, I can see it back there. Showing too, like he's 
I know he hasn't fought as much as he should have been fighting over the last couple of years, but he's still up there. I believe he's fighting the 23rd of January now in, in Abu Dhabi, Fight Island against yeah. Dustin Poirier for the second time. So he, everything he puts to his mind there, he seems to overcome. And it's great to see that. Well, that's also, you know, that's also a testament to, because, you know, longevity is the key. And, and you also have to establish yourself and set a mark. Because, you know, like I said, sometimes when the lights go on, some people's lights go out. Out of sight, out of mind is just the same. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't establish yourself enough when you were in the limelight, when you get out, people forget real quick. Yeah. But he got out and 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 he hasn't fought for a while, but you know what? He fought enough and left enough of a mark. It was loud enough that, <laughs> you know, out of sight, still in mind. Yeah. And, you know, he's coming back. He's going to fight Dustin again, you know, and it's been a, been a you know, time off. I, I don't, I'm not one that, 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 that thinks that time off hurts a fighter. If he's committed to his craft and if he's committed to training and he stays in the gym and he doesn't waste that time not doing anything. I think if a fighter takes two, two years off, you know, the only thing he misses is somebody in front of him that really is coming at him to beat him up. And I was nice in saying that. I could have said something else. Okay? <laughs> but somebody that's really not. Because when they train, you know what? You 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 kind of set your training up as to how hard the other person goes at you, you know closer you get to the fight, the more they ease off or, or vice versa. But, you know, if, if, if a guy conditions himself and his mind is right, his mental is good, two years off, you know, don't sleep on that guy. <laughs> don't sleep on him. Thank you very much, Bert. Bert reckons don't sleep on Conor McGregor. The time off could be the best thing in the world for him. I know Conor fought this time last year against against Cowboy Cerrone, and that didn't last too long. I'm excited for this fight next weekend, and I'm sure a lot of people around the world are the same. In the co-main event, you have Dan Hooker versus Michael Chandler, both lightweight contenders. Will we see the winner of Connor versus Dustin, and the winner of Dan Hooker or Michael Chandler the next time? Maybe for the belt. Khabib has retired, but the UFC hasn't stripped him from the title yet. So time shall tell. There's a lot of top prospects in the lightweight division, and I reckon in the next few months we'll have a new lightweight champion. Will Connor or Dustin be that lightweight champion? Or will Justin Gaethje, Dan Hooker or Michael Chandler be the new lightweight champion in the near future? My one-hit prediction for this fight is Conor McGregor winning in the very first round with a hook kick to the head. So you heard it here first. Conor McGregor winning in the very first round by a hook kick to the head. This is going to be an exciting card, UFC 257, Fight Idol, Abu Dhabi. I want to thank my guests today to come on and give you a breakdown. The one and only Artem Lobov. Check Artem out on Facebook and Instagram and also his next fight's coming up in Bare Knuckle Boxing. Also a very good friend from the What Happens Here podcast based in Las Vegas, Marcus Deegan. Check Marcus Deegan out and have a listen to his podcast. And last but not least, the legendary Burt Watson. 
Thank you very much for all these guests. If you want to follow us on Instagram and Facebook or YouTube, just type in One Hit Podcast. This is a special podcast for this special fight. We also have monthly episodes of guests from around the world, from martial arts background, fitness background. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and YouTube. And thank you again for everyone listening. We have a lot of high-profile guests coming up in the next few months. So check us out and all the best. And I can't wait for this fight. UFC 257. Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor. Abu Dhabi, Fight Island. I am the greatest. Be water, my friend.